Hey everyone, you are listening to All Aboard the J Train. Yours truly, Jalen Glover. Presented by Fan Nation, all use. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes for season one will be released every other Friday. All right, welcome back to the Jalen Glover podcast. We got Jalen and Cole with us today. Jalen, obviously you guys had a massive win yesterday. I mean, that was incredible. I do want to go back a week, just kind of overview Florida since we didn't, we haven't done an episode since then. So I just kind of want to get your take on um, kind of that whole journey going back to your home state. Massive, massive environment like that is like a Super Bowl level atmosphere. Um, talk to me about that and just the process of the game. Obviously, you didn't get much play time. Talk to me about your mindset of just being patient through that. Um, yeah, the, going going back home uh, was a very exciting moment, especially for you know all the guys on the team. Never played, you know, never played ball down in the south. Neither has played an SEC opponent. Um, you know, it was it was a it was an exciting moment for all of us. Uh, and then the environment, just like you said, was crazy, uh, especially seeing, you know, we getting off the bus and we're seeing all these Florida fans and we in the mix with the Utah fans, seeing us pull through it through the game uh, and talking all the way through, uh, walking off the bus and going into the locker room. You know, you really felt like, wow, I'm in the swamp. You know, this is this game, it's game time, prime time, right here under the lights, you know. Um, and, you know, just leading up until – Leading up into game time, you know, just going out in pregame, I felt like it was almost 60,000 during pregame. We had the student section over there talking noise and we were coming out warming up. But it was just so exciting. I, I mean, just being there, it gave me chills. Um, and, you know, even even though I, I was uh, unfortunate enough didn't get to, you know, get any snaps, um, mindset-wise, you know, I just mentally I stayed ready. Um, mentally I – Cheered on my guys because ultimately, you know, we want to war for each other. And I, I knew my I know my time is coming, but uh it was an amazing feeling. Um, I wish we could have came out with a victory. We definitely didn't play our best game, but um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade that experience for the world because you know it was especially to see all my family there, they had a great time, they enjoyed themselves. So, you know, regardless of you know, me making being a contributor. Week one, uh, I was just, you know, in, in that experience, I was just, I was humbled, but I was also happy, you know, just to be able to be in that environment. Yeah. Following, you know, heartbreaking loss there, you know, in the final moments, I mean, it could have gone either way, honestly. Like, you guys were in a position to either tie or take the lead. Um, how do you guys bounce back after that? What's the conversations like with your teammates, with the coaching staff, in the locker room post game, and then getting ready for your next week? Yeah, the conversations are just close with, you know, playing in blunt, you know, let's go 1-0 next week. Uh, yeah. all, all our things is paying attention to detail and, you know, just being physical and, you know, not being soft. And, you know, we want to we wanna hand it to our opponents. So coming into the Southern Utah week, we, you know, practice, we were lights out. You know, everything we didn't do last week, we just knew we wanted to put on film what we're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. um, I think we did that. Um, came out a little slow coming into coming into the game, but we picked things up offensively, and you know defense played lights out. Yeah, Cole, you made the trip out to Florida, and you kind of had a weird experience 
getting there. You almost didn't make it to game time. <laughs> and then the team had a nightmare experience coming back. You guys almost didn't make it back for the next week's game. You had plenty of time. But, Cole, what was your experience like getting down there and being in the crowd there? So, first off, anybody listening, don't fly Allegiant. That's my first <laughs> mistake and a mistake I will never make again. Um <laughs> I got uh, grounded in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I can now say I've been to the state of Oklahoma. I don't know that I needed to really check that off the box, but uh, made it out to Florida. Made it out to Florida. Florida is a beautiful place. The swamp, like Jalen was saying, it's just different. I mean, I, you know, there, there's there's no place like Rice Eccles. You know, it's it's a great environment. There's no place like home. But I tell you what, I mean, the swamp is just a completely different atmosphere. You know, ninety thousand plus people. They're all in their seats before the game. They're screaming, you know, chanting. They're, you know, they get they get that gator, uh, you know, they're, they're, they got the chompers going. Like, yeah. it's it's something else. I mean, I remember <laughs> it was funny. I mean, Jalen, you guys take the field. And it's just a, a wave of booze just comes out and you can't hear yourself. And then the gators take the field a few minutes later and it's like, oh, my gosh. You would have thought that they would have already won the football game with how loud it got and um no it was a cool experience i mean i came into gainesville and i would say i mean probably a five plus mile radius of people just hanging out and tailgating and you know it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful campus beautiful environment it is i mean that is just what college football is all about and um, they know they know how to you know put on a an awesome experience down there in gainesville it's one it's one i'll never forget um obviously the loss was unfortunate for you guys but um no it's, it's a good experience those are the things you want you know for a program that's rising you want to go against the best of the best you know obviously you have games like suu where you guys can figure things out but you want to play those teams you want to play florida even if you guys come out with a loss so it's awesome that you know florida will be headed out here next season and uh definitely be a revenge game yeah, for the youths but sweet. um no it was it was a good time uh, i no not really many complaints um the fans were great the environment was great student section was a bit annoying but what do you expect i mean it's the sec and uh, they love their gators so yeah yeah it was, it was a great time probably wasn't annoying if you're a florida fan uh jalen what happened on the way back with the plane situation yeah it was it was terrible man kind of like i said probably one of my worst experiences because i've never really had you know plane delays and so you know, all the traveling that I have done, that was my first time. So, you know, from us getting on the plane, headed out uh, the night after the game to, you know, them telling us, hey, we're going to we have our engine for, I think it was like some, the AC, they told us it was going to be like 30 to 40 minutes. Well, 30, 40 minutes turned to, I watched two movies on that plane. <laughs> we got, What'd you watch? About, I watched Fast and Furious. The first one. Yeah. I watched. Wow. I can't remember the second movie, but it was really good. Uh, but Fast and Furious really got me. I was all tuned in. So those 30, 40 <laughs> minutes, I heard about um, It's all about family. No, we, uh, we got off the plane around 4.35 a.m. in the morning, uh, laying, laying in the airport, you know, hoping that, you know, things – Things were changing, so you know we ended up wait. We didn't leave the airport until like that ten that morning, and, and got a little hotel for the for the remainder of the day, and headed out on that Sunday. But uh, it was it was a crazy experience, especially coming off 
you know, a loss and thing about recovery and everybody banged up, you know, you didn't really get that. So um, it was crazy, but just with this team, like we really know how to handle adversity. Like yeah. guys are so optimistic and, um, you know, we just kept it pushing and uh, was just ready to go. I've never been so excited to come back to Salt Lake City. I was just <laughs> like, when I got back to Lake, I was like, dang, I was home, but I'm ready to come to back home. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. uh, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely crazy. I'm glad we made it back safe and sound. Um, but I, I'm, I'll be perfectly fine if I don't have to go through that experience again. Yeah, better, better playing home games. That game just seems so dang physical. Just watching from the TV, I mean, you can tell. And part of it has to do with their quarterback. You know, the athlete that he is, and his size and strength. You know, that just makes it more of a physical game when he has that type of play style. But my gosh, like having that experience afterwards when you talked about players who are trying to get recovery and all that, like after that type of game, that's rough. But, I mean, you guys had the week to prepare for SUU. You went down and, you know, handled your business. What's the mindset going into that type of game? Like coming off Florida where it's like, you know, this this SEC opponent and now you're playing a team where you're expecting starters to be out at halftime. Like I, like I mentioned before, like our, our thing was to go 1-0 and and to not take the opponent lightly. Uh, Coach Wiz said um, on that Tuesday practice, he was like, it's, you know, every year, you know, one of those D1AA's are going to upset a power five. And he yeah. was like, we don't beat them. And um, especially coming off that loss, you know, we had a lot of built-up aggression that, you know, unfortunately for Southern Utah, we had to put it out on because we were – we just – we know we came from the swamp, feeling like that was a game we could have won, and a lot of mistakes we had to make. So it was like we wanted to play a perfect game, and uh, we just our mentality was like we're we're playing Florida again or another quality opponent because we just wanted to make sure we got better this weekend, and I think we did a good job of doing that. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> so Cam, <laughs> Cam had a stellar first half, throws for two hundred fifty-four yards, three touchdowns. Bryson comes in in the third quarter and goes six for six for 98 yards and touchdown laid a dude out on that first down run. That was a sweet run. And I don't know if you guys saw or heard the TV copy, but the guys were like, as a quarterback, you got to slide or get out of bounds. You can't be taking them hits. And I'm like, yeah, Bryson, get the first down level that guy. (laughs) And the sideline was pretty hyped when he did that. Bryson right now, especially he's not sliding for anything. No, He he knew the down. He knew the down and distance anyway, so he was gonna put his. He was gonna get a little dirty. So I respect Bryson for that. I always tell him, I'm like, bro, you really play running back. You just got an arm. But now yeah. he's 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 a great dude, man. I love playing with him, man. He's he's willing to do anything to win. Well, he was right next to the marker too. Sorry, Cole. He was right next to the marker, yeah. so he could see like if he just laid into the guy, he was gonna get the yeah, first he down. For sure. My guess is. If Bryson was first string quarterback, Witt probably would have pulled him in and said, "Don't you do that ever again?" Yeah, but yeah. You're, you're playing. You're playing second string. It's like, all right, go for it, whatever. You're yeah, right. yeah, exactly. That's why I said, but right now he's gonna put his head yeah. in something. But if he was number one, no, uh, he would have had some. Those would definitely would have brought him to the sideline. Oh yeah. So Jalen, you get nine touches, nine carries, fifty-three yards, two touchdowns, five point nine average. I mean, what more could you ask for, like, a debut of performance to get out there making the most of every carry you got? 
Yeah, man, it was a uh, special uh, big shout out to my office line. You know, the creases was there. You know, I just had to hit them. And um, no, I, like like I said, I just my whole objective was just to make the most of what I got. Um, and that's going to be my objective for the rest of the season. You know, as, as everything flows, I, I just want to be able to put myself in a position to where I can be a contributor and whenever they need me, I'm going to be ready. So, uh, but no, I, I I'm proud of myself. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm kind of hard on myself as well, but I am proud of the debut, but I just want to keep stacking, you know, good days on good days and good weekends on good weekends. So, now I enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, it's, it's just so much more exciting when you're doing it with the people that, you know, you go to war with every day, you know, sweat, blood, tears, and they're cheering you on, man. So, now I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed this weekend. What's, um, can you take us through like the moment where I don't know I don't know who it was I don't know if it was Coach Q or not but the moment where they said okay Jalen you're going in like can you take me through what that moment was like and then what was your mindset of okay I didn't get to play last week but my time is here I'm going out there you know who knows how many touches I'm going to get I got to make the most of what so tell us you know tell us what it was like to get your name called and then what what was your mindset stepping onto the field. Yeah, so, I mean, my mindset is every game, like, I'm ready to go. Like, uh, you know, those conversations within myself, regardless if I don't touch it the whole game or if I'm touching it as soon as the game starts, like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, but when it came to, you know, the end of the second quarter, you know, Coach, Coach Q came to me. He was like, okay, at the half, you know, it was really a show. He was like, I, I want to give Chris, like, you know, two more series. But after that, you know, this is, you know, the glove show. So, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know what I'm saying? But I was already mentally prepared. So, I mean, excitement-wise, like, I was talking to some of the guys on the sideline. Like, okay. I'm like, man, I'm I'm going to get in there and make some things happen. But, like, those just off-guard conversations. But mentally, I was like, man, ready to go. Um, and I, I, I feel like I just had within myself that I was going to make some plays. Um, but, you know, you'll never know what plays you're going to make. But I was just saying, if it's there, I'm going to make it. So, no, nah, mentally I was ready. Um, they did tell me, and uh, I, you know, I just appreciate them giving me the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you definitely hit the holes that first touchdown. You just kind of had to, you know, make one cut slide in. You were there. Yeah. And then the sure. next one, nah. the next one was like a twenty-eight or nine-yard run, right? Yeah, twenty-nine. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I asked you about this yesterday, but but take us through that first touchdown. I mean, that that's a big moment. You know, like. Yeah. That's your first collegiate touchdown, your first touchdown, at, you know, at the University of Utah. I'm sure that's one that you will never forget. You know, there's going to be many more to come, obviously. I'm sure each will have, you know, you might have a memory, but especially this first one. And then, you know, there might be others in, in big games than your last touchdown. But this first one, you know, it's it's so fresh. You know, it's just 24 hours ago, um, That maybe 48 by the time people are listening to it. But what – Take me through crossing the goal line, and then you—I mean—you go in untouched. The, the offensive line did a great job. They—they they split the red. They split the red sea, and it was just like, man, I could have walked through there. It just was like to the left, to the right, you're in. Um, and you score, and then you have a little celebration. You do some. You, you tap your wrist. Tell me, tell me about, tell me about all that. No, yeah, talking about it does give me chills. Um, like it was, a, it was a great moment, man. I. Uh, yeah, like you said, the offensive line made it like that's probably one gonna be probably one of the easier touchdowns <laughs> in my career. Uh just to make a little side cut, get up in there and you know, celebrate with my guys. Um I was so excited. I try to play it cool like I've been there before <laughs> in my head. I'm like, man, this 
practice for real. Um, yeah. and then the time was celebration, just you know, you know, all you know, through these weeks, just talking about patience. And mm -hmm. um, I was just like, you know, since I'm in here, my time is now, so you know, you know, my time coming, so I, you know, tap the wrist and let you know everybody know that I'm here. Love and it. um, man, I just, I just enjoy it, man. I just smile so much because it's just, I, I keep saying it, but it does, it feels so much better when you like do it with the guys that, you know, are excited for you. Like it's no, you don't, if it's animosity, I can't see it, but it's like everybody on that sideline from, you know, from every, every position on the chart, like, you know, great job, you know, mm. patting you on the back, you know, it just felt so good, man. It felt so good. Well, the cool thing about a game like that is that everyone shows out, right? Like everyone gets in, everyone, all the running backs did a great job carrying the ball. But when you scored that first one, I think I you probably heard the audio when you went up to the camera and you're like, that's one. And you yeah. said it, you said it like there's more coming where that one came from. And then yeah. you got back. So it was pretty awesome. I want to ask you a question about the tight ends, about uh Keithy and Kincaid. Are they gonna just keep taking turns of who's gonna have like a monster game every other week? Is that the deal with them or what? Uh it, it just comes to whoever you know, whoever's on and whoever has the ball in their hands, those guys are always threats. And you just never know what you're going to get. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you know, Keithy might – Keithy going to have a game where he's unguardable and Cam going to hit him and Dawn's going to always be open somehow and make a crazy catch. So, you just have two great tight ends on one team and I just know Cam just enjoys – he has someone to check it down to and he has some great guys that can make – yards after the catch and a big playmaker. So I don't know if that's going to be a pick and choose game. Uh, in the perfect world, I just wish they both go off at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be perfect. But no, nah, those guys are elite. And, you know, I can't wait to just continue to play with them for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's pretty cool to have two awesome options there in the middle of the field for Cam to hit. I mean, he obviously likes going to him, so it works out well. Yeah, um, sure. All right, San Diego State coming up this Saturday. Um, what's the difference in opponents? I mean, you've had kind of the two, you know, polar ends of, of opponents you're going to be facing between Florida and Southern Utah. Where does San Diego State fit in? Yeah, I know we, I know we, we ain't playing no games with them because they beat us last year. Mm -hmm. Um, now we got home. So this week's going to be, you know, really serious. Um, we haven't uh, met yet. Uh, we're going tomorrow to get all everything we need to know wise with the, Screw who we have going on plays wise, but I I could just tell from after the game what Coach Witt says he was like we got those you know San Diego State and they're coming to town and you know we can't have no drop off because you know we see what they did last year and we don't want that to happen again. Yeah, Cole, what's your evaluation of San Diego State from the game last year and what the team looks like this year? It's college football. You don't overlook anybody. It doesn't matter. You know, FBS, FCS, doesn't matter what conference they're coming from, who they are, you can't overlook them. Um, obviously, with how things went last year, I know Utah has this one circled. You know, this is a game that you just shouldn't lose. Um, and unfortunately, the way things turned out last season, you know, they dropped they dropped this game in, in – uh, I actually think it was in L.A. because I think San Diego had was – I think their stadium was under construction – um, their new stadium and but regardless you know they lose one out there and you know it's a two-game series and now that you know San Diego's coming coming to Rice Eccles and there's there's a lot going into this game um, 
it's a revenge game for Utah. They got to keep things rolling. You know, you drop one to Florida, you guys got to make sure that, you know, you're, you're two and one going into conference play. You got to, you know, I would love to see an outcome just like we saw yesterday, you know, just blow these guys out of the water. I think we'd like um, to and, see that every week. Well, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously. I think this one's a little bit more attainable than yeah. others, but, um, you know, San Diego State, they're not as good as they were last season. You know, they lost some key players. I believe they lost their running back that, that really put uh, – that really just had a hold on Utah last year. I think they lost some key defenders, one linebacker. Again, kind of just had – created some issues uh, for Utah's offense. Uh, and luckily this time, Cam Rising will be starting from the beginning, not in the – I believe it was the third quarter that they made the switch. They, they pulled Brewer out last year and threw in Rising, and <laughs> Rising nearly brings him back. He threw like three touchdowns in that game. That was his um, first game, and from then on, he was a starter. Yeah, yeah. So he took over uh, late in the game because it's just it's just different. Cam is a much different quarterback than Charlie Brewer was, and Utah's Utah's offense just wasn't built to support Charlie Brewer. And you know, unfortunately, it was a little too you know too late uh, for Utah to really pull off the comeback. They did force overtime, but you know there was some questionable calls made, and Utah did not come out on top of that one. But I expect, you know, Jalen, I expect you guys to take care of business this next week. Um, you guys understand what's at stake and, you know, you guys are the superior team on both ends of the ball. So, and you have the home, you know, home field advantage. So, uh, you know, I think Utah by three, four possessions, um, that's just, you know, my own. And Jalen, let's, uh, let's see you back out on that field next week. Good, man. <laughs> I, I, I want to be, I want to yeah. be. Can I, yeah. We got to keep that uh, two touchdown, two touchdown average alive. Get three and four next week. Let's do it. <laughs> He's on pace for his his yearly goal of ten touchdowns. So yeah, man. I told Cole. Now we just you gotta you gotta tell Coach Wick. All right, we can get it, Coach. Dude, get him on the phone right now. <laughs> Call him up, Coach. This is what I'm I need. About right now. Can look, I ask look, you guys look, a question? Here. I know that I am nobody, but. <laughs> Go ahead, can, I ask, can I ask you guys a question about the rankings real quick? D- did you see the rankings, Jalen? They just dropped like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, so this is me coming from an NFL fan perspective. Like I way more of an NFL fan than a college football fan. So the ranking system is like it, – it, it just doesn't really happen like this in other sports. But, I mean, you guys come into the season ranked seven. Then you lose the Florida. So Florida jumps you at 12, and then you guys bump down to 13. Then you kick the crap out of SUU and you drop down one more spot to 14 from last week. And, and I get it because they're looking at like the difficulty of opponents and there's all these other variables that go into it. But Florida was at 12 after beating you guys and they lose to Kentucky. They drop to 18 and Kentucky shoots way up to nine. Like do you, from your perspective, I kind of know what your answer is going to be on this, that you just kind of keep your head down and you just take it one week at a time. But like how do you and the team and the, and the staff – view the rankings do you guys pay much do you guys talk about it as a team in your meetings or is it just kind of an afterthought yeah majority of the time it are uh, when it comes to rankings we we only talk about it due to media yeah because other than that like i tell you all the time i mean i keep saying like we just want to go one and all every week um because yeah. we know we do that everything else will work out for us so so um, we don't really get we don't get caught up into it like we see it and we just all right cool let's go win this week and the same mentality for the rest of the season um but 
you know, we want to put ourselves, you know, when it gets closer to that time, you know, those conversations are coming about, like when we start about the college football yeah. playoff. Uh, but right now, it's so early in the season, you know, we just want to win and uh, everything else, you know, going to work out for us. Because as y'all see, college football is, is a game where you don't worry about rankings. You got to worry about your opponent because at any point in time, the opponent that you look over can come upset you. Yeah. It definitely upset you. No, I, I've learned just not to ask that question. I mean, because it, it they don't matter. It's stupid. Like, the only rankings that matter, honestly, it's maybe the last four weeks for the college football playoff. That's the only time – and that, I'm sure that's the only time, Jalen, that you guys are really paying attention to it because you want to be in it. And so you, you guys might look at it and say, okay, where are we? Okay, we're ranked. We're ranked 10th. There's a couple other top 10 matchups this week. You know, we're, we're playing USC or we're playing Oregon. If we win today, guys, we have to win today. Then we bump up to six. You know, if we can win out from here, maybe we sneak in. But right now it's just the Associated Press poll. Like, who cares? Like, it's just – it's media members voting for who they think is best. So, it's just – you don't – you really don't put – I mean, I, I'm obviously a media member myself, but you just – you don't put a whole lot of value into it because, like Jalen said, you worry about your opponent, you know? Like, that's yeah. what you can control. You can't control the rankings, yes. you know? Sure, you – you, you can have somewhat of an influence on the rankings when the college football playoff committee is putting it, you know, putting in their votes and whatnot. But even, even so like want to know every week. And I love that about, I love that about Utah. Like you guys just don't care. And it's funny because you still get media members that will ask you guys, Oh, did you see the latest rankings? And it's like, you're an idiot. You just asked that two minutes ago to somebody else. You're expecting him to give you a different answer. No, like you guys know what you got to take care of and, I just wish, I just wish media mem- you know, other media would just realize like, guys, they're going to tell you the same thing every week, and it's because it really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, winning is what matters, and like Jalen said, you guys win, everything else will take care of itself. Well, that's the last time I'm asking that question. Then, <laughs> well, it's just it's funny. It's <laughs> it's a weird thing because it doesn't matter until it does matter, and then the top four right. get into the playoffs. It's just weird because n- normally in sports, all you care about is just walking away with a W, right? You just care about winning. But with these ranking systems, they don't take only that into consideration. They take into account who was your opponent, how much did you beat them by, how did the game look, what was like the separation of of strength in the game, like. There's just so many factors that go into it that are completely out of the team's control. And a lot of it's just your schedule and who you're up against. It's just a weird system. I don't love it personally. I just wish that, you know, whoever won their conference got to go into like an elimination round to get to the end of the thing. I think that's eventually how it's going to be. And we're seeing that they're expanding the college football playoffs. Right. Going to 12 teams. That's, that's what will happen. And I think eventually it'll just be more of like, if you win your conference, you get a chance to go to the playoffs and then it's single elimination, best team wins. And it doesn't really matter, you know, what the, because it's a media voted ranking. Right. And then the coaches, which we all know is bogus. Every single media voted thing is bogus. Do you think every media just puts their team at one just to like, give them a rise? (laughs) I mean, I, I feel like it's really biased. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like it's pretty biased because at the end of the day, you have, you know, you have someone that I mean, they're opinionated. So I don't, I mean, obviously, I have respected uh, who they like and who they see. And 
you know, but yeah, the rankings, like like both of you guys say, it's weird. Uh, if rankings wasn't a thing, I would be just the same as happy to go out and play on a Saturday. Yeah. Because like you said, Lick, you want to just come out with a W, man. Like that's that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's got to be super like, biased because if you if you're pulling like the Utah people, they're not going to put like BYU ahead of Utah, but then it comes out and it's just you know it's weird. Well, most of the time it's just not correct, especially like the first like six weeks of the season. Like Baylor had no business being ranked number nine this last week, obviously, and people are just guessing. It's, it's literally just guesses. Like you can't tell me that all the media like. The, the, the guys that do it, so for instance, like I think KSL and D News and Trip, the beat writers that cover the youths, they get votes towards the national. And like, yeah, they might be somewhat paying attention, but they are not doing their homework enough to know exactly who the top 25 teams should be and how it lays out. I think a lot of the time it's just like, whoa, yeah, they were ranked this last week and they won. So yeah, let's put them here. Or, yeah. you know, oh, and, and I think some of the big markets get favoritism. You know, you have those. You know, those like USC. I mean, USC, they've just played two joke universities, but they're ranked seventh. Like, yeah, they blew them out of the water, but who freaking cares? Yeah. Jalen, care to to comment on that one, Jalen? I don't care to comment on that one. These dudes play some scrubs and they're the best teams in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. Weird system, but, you know, just like you said, just take care of business. Come in the, into each week, just trying to get a W, and eventually it works itself out. And you know, you see where you end up at the end. about the uh, Alabama and Texas game. Did you see uh, Urban Meyer yelling at his team to stop doing the horns down thing? Oh, uh, Nick Saban. Oh yeah, Nick. What did I say? I say Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. Oh, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, Nick Saban <laughs> telling his team to stop doing the horns down. <laughs> Urban, Meyer's, uh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is nowhere to be found uh, right now. <laughs> I was about to say, like, when did the Urban come back? <laughs> Urban Myers in, in some uh, bar right now. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, I did see that. I yeah, they shouldn't have been putting those more than anyway because they they barely came out with victory. I just feel like every year Alabama slips like slips away from one of those. Like last year was Auburn. Auburn should have beat them last wow. year. That'd be crazy. And it's, and it's just so it's so annoying. It's just like. I mean, it's it's like giving Tom Brady the ball back with 40 seconds left. You're going to lose. Like, it's just – and it's so obnoxious. I, I, I remember I, I had that game up. They had that game up in the press box, and I see Alabama get the ball back with a minute 30, and I was like, it's game over. Like, Texas didn't – Texas isn't going to win this football game. Jalen, what do you think about teams, like, celebrating like that when they beat an opponent and they do, like, their celebration and, like – I mean, it's part of the game. Yeah. And they, you know – I'm sure, like, just like how Kentucky did when they beat Florida, like, you know, they they would have, they gator jump, you know. But, I mean, I don't think Coach Will would have let us do that if we came out with the victory. It's just all about, you know, who's in charge and how how the program wins and loses. So, you have programs like Alabama or, or just over here like Utah, like, we, we always talk about, like, we want to win with class and lose with you class. You act like so, you've been there before. Like, Exactly. So, you know, that is just depend on the program. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I have moments where, you know, in high school, like, you know, I'm, we play our uh, drive across town and they're Lakeland. 
and I'll put the L down. So it's all a part of the game, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to enjoy myself, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a respectful factor, especially if you have a, you know, dog fight game, you know what I'm saying? And you just going to bash a team like that, like you ain't have to fight to get that victory. My my favorite thing ever was 2020. Washington State was playing Utah at, at Rice-Eccles. And they're just manhandling the Utes in the first half. I think halftime it was like 38-7. And, right, and Washington State scored right before halftime. And I, I can't remember who the quarterback was, but they scored and he goes in the end zone and he puts up the U, right? And then he breaks it over his knee. And then the second half, Utah scores 38 unanswered and beats Washington State. It just was like, you don't, you don't disrespect the U like that and expect uh, Utah not to come out and whoop you. And well, they do, did. And do it when won. the game's over. Don't do it. Right. Like halftime. Come on. Half uh, exactly. Like you could at least let the clock run out. Exactly. Fourth and quarter and you're up. Sure. But yeah, that's a dangerous game to play when you're like taunting a team like that when there's still time left. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to come back. Well, that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Any Anything you need to get off your chest, boys? <laughs> I guess so. I guess it's just like a Benny podcast. I got some pent-up aggression, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, but I'm good, Lyric. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. y'all. Well, let's get after it Saturday, San Diego State revenge game. Let's do it. Yeah, re- and real quick before we go, we gotta we gotta plug that apparel, man. Oh yeah, we do. That. <laughs> if you guys want to support Jalen, you want to get some awesome apparel, some really cool designs with with the uh, Mister uh, Mister Florida on the front of it, with his name on the back, all that kind of stuff. We got some new designs coming out soon as well. Head over to allutefans.com. You can support Jalen directly. Um, NIL has just opened up a really cool opportunity to uh, connect with the players and. Uh, we got some cool things, so head over to allyoufans.com if you guys are listening and support uh, support Uno over here. He's got some really cool stuff going on. Yes, sir. Please go do that. Go get some apparel, man. Uh, our fan nation definitely makes sure that uh, we got some swaggy things on that site. So go give it a go give it a look. Jalen promises he will keep scoring touchdowns if you go buy it right now. <laughs> I do make that promise. He does make that promise. All right. Thanks, Cole. Thanks, Jalen. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay, good luck Saturday. Hey, everyone. To conclude, thanks for listening to All Aboard the J-Train, the Jalen Glover podcast presented by Fan Nation, All Youths. This episode was produced by Lear Clark and Cole Bagley. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend. Go Youths.